0: This is the Ronin Rabbit, a Usagi Yojimbo fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore, and there will be spoilers. If you want to get in touch, you can tweet me at Teal Productions. Teal, like the color. I post the episodes on the Usagi Yojimbo fan and Usagi Yojimbo Dojo Facebook pages. BigtimeNoise.com slash Ronin Rabbit is the website. UsagiPodcast at gmail.com is the email address. And just another fanboy.freeforums.net is the site of the Ronin Rabbit forums. Now I'm looking at today usagi Jimbo Volume 3, Number 58 from Dark Horse Maverick Line imprint. Uh, on sale June 26, 2002. And the story is entitled Crows Part 2. Handful of uh, dramatis personae here. Many of them from the previous two issues. We have Usagi, of course. Katsuchi, Jotaro, Shunji traveling together. uh, Not with Usagi, but the three of them. Katsuchi, Jotaro, and Shunji. Usagi is traveling with uh, Nakamura Koji. And then we have the village headman, Sanpai, who also makes an appearance. rather important appearance to the story, I guess. So on the front cover, we have an image of Usagi and Jotaro Hiding behind a tree as on the path going through the forest, several horseback members of a, well, a band of, of men that they're hiding from ride by with swords and spears drawn. Nice bracket mushrooms on the trees there. Just a, a solid Stan Sakai Tom Luth, drawing. Now, Usagi Ojimbo is created, written, and illustrated by Mr. Sakai with uh, Cover Colors by uh, Tom Luth. And Back Cover Colors by Jason Vam. And I'll get to the back cover at the end. But we open the story and Nakamura Koji and Usagi are traveling. Um, They first met about a year ago. Nakamura is talking. I remember that roughly, vaguely. Um, With any luck, we'll reach... Kitanochi Temple in a few days, so that's where they're headed to meet Katsuchi. Talking as they go, just kind of catching up, catching us up on the characters, on uh, why they're together, on how long ago they met. We have somebody come screaming by with a couple horses uh, down the path or next to the path. Passes them up. They both turn, you know, to watch the freaky man run away. Usagi wonders, What was that all about? Nakamura replies, I don't know, but he looked like the unsavory sort to me. I forget about it. He has nothing to do with us. Yeah, I guess so, says Usagi. Continue down the path, Usagi remarks, there certainly are a lot of crows around here, and there are. And he sees up ahead uh, something that the crows are particularly interested in and runs up, and it's a couple of men that have been recently killed. little back and forth uh, by Nakamura and Usagi as to what to do. Finally, they decide to uh, cover the bodies in brush and at the next village, which probably is in the way they're headed because they have undoubtedly come from a village, right? So they know how far away that one is. And they're hoping that there is a next village up ahead. We'll uh, we'll tell the folks in the village when we get there about these bodies and they can come and collect them. Uh, That's why they covered them up try to keep the animals away from them as much as possible. They continue discussing things, why Nakamura is doing what he's doing, and that is he is very focused on meeting Katsuichi at the Kitaroji Temple on time so that they can duel. Uh, They have dueled previously and Nakamura lost, so he is wanting to avenge himself. I Don't know necessarily if that means killing Katuichi. Um, Nakamura himself, in losing the previous duel, was not killed, obviously. I guess it remains to be seen how the victor handles the loser. They head on down the path, and they encounter a peasant clearing, um, maybe harvesting something here. And he has stopped to take a drink to take a rest. It's hot. He's tired. When Nakamura and Usagi come upon him, he sees them before they see him, and he jumps up and yells and screams with his arms above his head, ah! running back towards the village, screaming, help, help, they're coming, they're coming, the bandits are here, ah, they're trying to kill me, help, help, bandits, and Nakamura looks at Usagi and Usagi back, and they both say, "Bandits." So they follow uh, this villager, um, farmer, into the village, and they see that the village has been roused, and they are rushing to attack... Nakamura and Usagi. As they're walking up, they both lay hands on their weapons and then they get within sight and they see Katsuichi, Jitaro, village, company. So that's who Katsuichi saw. So it wasn't the young lady from his previous life. It was Usagi and Nakamura, which I didn't think about, but that definitely makes more sense rather than the bandits. So everybody is together that has been traveling. On and off in the various uh, in in various chapters of the books for the past three or four months. So Usagi and Nakamura are brought up to speed. There's there's a tense um, introduction slash reunion between Katsuchi and uh, Nakamura. They they both know they understand you know what's going on and they're kind of standoffish despite the current situation. They know that their upcoming situation will. Uh, present itself in in no time. So they, I suppose they were not, you know, particularly looking forward to meeting each other until then, but now they have met each other. So it's kind of a, you know, oh, I was hoping not to run into you until later, but here we are, you know, kind of situation. Sampai introduces himself, village headman. Hey, let's all go to my place. You know, we'll break bread. We'll drink some sake. Uh, We'll figure out what we're going to do about the bandits who are going to destroy my village. You know, just nice and... Friendly, peaceful kind of banter here. Usagi runs into Jotaro, who uh, in typical juvenile fashion is talking and starts asking questions and points out something that uh, just does not normally fit well, uh, that, that indicates something is going on. He was sent to study under Katsuichi by his mother, and he asks Usagi, you know, do you know... Why I wasn't sent to the Nagoro sword school to study like my father did. Normally, the son follows the father. And, of course, Usagi's like, uh, well, yeah, um, so how's your mom and them? And, you know, switches up the subject because, as we know, uh, or if you don't know, spoilers, Jotaro is Usagi's child. So he is studying under whom Usagi studied under, uh, which, you know, is the, uh, the typical way of things. Um, by now, I think in the book that Chitaro knows that Usagi's his dad, but I'm not sure. Uh, again, if it does happen, it's not something that happens until later, and it's in a portion of the story that I'm not up to yet. So I read along with the podcast. I don't read ahead. So they have the uh, the, the confab here of all the different peoples, Nakamura, Katsuichi, Usagi uh, primarily, and Senpai. Talking about what has happened before with the bandits, what Sampai knows, what they did last time. In the midst of their discussions, a a wife of a villager comes running in and indicates that her husband went to the mountains in the north and hasn't returned. At, At daybreak, he went up there, and he should be back by now because it's almost night, and he's not back, so... That is also the direction that the bandits swooped in from last year when they made this similar raid. Speaking of which, do we have another story where the bandits seasonally are raiding a village and and Usagi is caught up protecting that village? Sounds familiar now that I think about it. Uh, Maybe not. So they decide that uh, Katsuichi and, let's see, is it Katsuichi or is it Nakamura? Usagi and Nakamura are going to go to the northern end of things and see what they can see. Um, halfway there, they find out that they're being followed, and it's going to turn out to be Jitaro uh, is going to join them. But we cut to the bandit encampment, where the bandit uh, leader is berating the member of his group that was the runner uh, after having been part of the threesome two of which, his two companions, were killed and he ran off in um, fear. We remember that that was Katsuichi who did that as they were, as Katsuichi and Jitaro and uh, Katsuichi's other student, Shinji, were going into the village. They encountered those bandits, killed two of them, and the third one ran off. Well, that one that ran off was the one that Nakamura and Usagi saw run past in this issue. So we kind of between those two stories, we kind of have a, a time overlap there. We can kind of get a sense of, of timing. So actually, Nakamura and Usagi are relatively close behind Katsuichi and company in getting to this village. But that surviving bandit is being berated by the bandit leader, and he's really questioning him what happened? Does anybody know? Did anybody see? Does the village know? Is the village? Will the village? What the village? Why the village? He's very concerned about the village being aware of them. They seem to have a superior force, so I'm not sure why he is that upset about uh, that particular you know change in tactics. Normally, these bandits are full of sound and fury and bluster and hot air and everything like that. You know, they're they're all confident until they get into a situation and are beaten, as we know they frequently will be. This one seems to be very, very hesitant going into it. And I'm not really sure why. It's kind of a different uh, character from the normal bad guys that Mr. Sakai has written for us. So he's kicking him, beating him, you know, whatever. Oh, no, I'm sorry. This this is a uh, the villager who was missing uh, according to the wife and the brigand leader now questions him and is questioning him about the town where is this where is that do they know are they where what my my man here was talking about samurai do you know about the samurai do you know who they are why are they there did you hire them did the village hire them how much are they being paid i mean he's really really brutalizing the guy for information, and the dude was out of the village by the time anyone arrived. So he has no... He didn't even know there was anybody in the village knew. So he has no information to share. Bandit leader doesn't really believe that, so he's starting to beat uh, and essentially torture the man trying to get the information. We see that a, uh, a scout and Nakamura and Usagi are going through the forest, following whatever paths they can, heading north to... Try to see if they can get any information about this. The um, bandits last year came in from the north. After everything, a charcoal hunter for the village said that he found the old encampment where they had been prior to attacking the village. So there's you know, a couple more indications that this will come from the north. The uh, hunter gentleman that has gone out of the village and has not returned yet, according to his wife, went north of the village so there's more indication that perhaps something is going on up north that's why nakamura and usagi are heading that way to see what they can find here we find that jitaro has been following them nakamura has known for a while that someone was following uh, usagi seemed to have known for a little while that someone was following and finally was in a position to find out who it was it turned out to be jitaro a little bit of back and forth between nakamura and Usagi comparing Jitaro to Usagi. Nakamura isn't aware that they're father and son, but uh, the the illusion is there. Much as the illusion uh, that it's father and son when Jitaro was talking about the son following in the father's footsteps as far as studying the martial art under a particular sword school or master. So they get up uh, on on into the forest here, and Nakamura and Jitaro both smell uh, wood smoke, fire smoke. Fire smoke? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Smell campfires. So they all huddle up, and, and we see a little peeky-peeky panel here, and down the hill a little bit is the big encampment. And there's, I don't know, 15 or 20 guys quickly drawn here by Mr. Sakai. There's probably more in the band. Uh, so, you know, Nakamura and Usagi kind of realize, hmm, eh, maybe there's a couple more than we were expecting. So Usagi and group pull back a little bit more. Uh, They notice that the cooking pots are running a little bit low. So that prompts them uh, to the belief that the band will attack soon because they're almost out of food. Um, They can't really hear anything. They're barely close enough that really they can see what's going on. Uh, They do discern the dude who looks to be the leader. So they do kind of have eyes on him, and we'll be able to watch him from now on. But Jotaro says that uh, he'll he'll sneak down and get into camp and get information that they can't get from as far away as they are. So before Usagi can really stop him, Jotaro is off and running, runs around the camp, runs around this side behind a couple guards, crawls under a fallen tree, and puts himself in position to hear uh, what the headman is all of, uh, what the uh, bandit leader is all about, talking to the villager. Uh, That they capture. As he's listening, a guard on patrol walks around and decides right here, this collection of rock and fallen tree is a good place to rest because he's tired of walking around and nothing is going on that he needs to be juiced about. So he's just going to sit on this tree um, over top, essentially Jotaro, and just chill out. Meanwhile, uh, Jotaro is seeing, but we are also seeing, that the head bandit, forces the villager, the captured villager, to draw a map of the village and tell them where um, certain buildings are that they need to know and everything like that. And the bandit leader, uh, in part of persuading the villager to do this, indicates that he'll let him go, or av- after he gives him the information, that he'll no longer be of use, uh, actually, is how the bandit leader puts it. So Usagi is starting to worry about Jotaro's pacing back and forth. Uh, Nakamura makes the observation that you're starting to sound like a worried father, and Usagi retorts, Who, who, me? Of of course not. I'm just a little concerned about him, that's all. (laughs) Besides, Jotaro's mother would kill me if something happened to him. They watch as the captured villager finishes drawing and bringing the bandit leader up to speed about all the specifics about the village. And then, as he is no longer useful, the bandit leader kills the villager, and... Usagi and Nakamura are taken aback, and Jitaro, who is much, much closer, is taken aback. Our final panel is Jitaro hiding, hidden, under this fallen tree with the guard's foot uh, propped up on a rock uh, very, very nearby. And so there we go. Everybody is kind of being pushed into a more heightened state as the attack is probably now imminent as they... Bandit leader, uh, bandit group is running out of food, and they now have a map uh, that they can go by. So really the only word uh, that I saw given to us that, you know, of, of a learning educational sense was, well, interestingly enough, the word sensei, which is a teacher. So uh, nothing really more that I can add. Uh, thanks for listening in, guys. I hope this one was a little bit better than the uh, new issue episode that I did. What was that issue? Uh, episode 164. Hopefully I did a little bit better job and wasn't quite as jerky and hitchy in my speech. Next time out is Wanderers Road. Number five was on sale March 31st, 2021. This is the penultimate issue of that particular six issue series. There will be one more color reprint series after this. Um, and that will Pretty much finish up that aspect. As far as IDW is concerned, Dark Horse may pick that gauntlet back up. I don't know. Part of me hopes not because I'm just not the biggest fan of color comics. I prefer the black and white. But I can see where perhaps this is introducing, particularly since it started at the beginning, um, new people to Usagi's story. And I think at some point I looked and by the end of... um, Wanderer's Road, the color reprints from IDW have reprinted like 41 or 42 of like 45 or 46 total stories uh, from the beginning of Usagi in Order. There's a couple that they've missed uh, and a couple that come up in later in the, in the next series. So it is doing a good job of giving people that running start for Usagi in color uh, for those that need color apparently younger kids need color because us old people prefer black and white I don't I don't know I don't quite understand that logic if if there is any logic to it but it's not my property otherwise uh, you know do do whatever you want I, I just I'm glad that I still have the black and white to read all right guys um gave you all the contact information at the top you know what to expect next episode I'll talk to you then. Ciao.